Hello, hello. Welcome to another Shed End Podcast. I am Professor X. And I'm Mikey B. And we got week 12, pseudo week 13. Bear with us uh, because the fixture list is kind of crazy with this condensed schedule. Um, and we're going to try to remember to at least let you know what the weekend before, matches are. Before I jump into the matches for week 12. Um, there's a topic that I feel like everybody is talking about in the Premier League right now. Uh, that topic is the amount of matches played within a given time frame. I will tell you this year, um, and I don't think it's wrong. I believe the Premier League is in its rights to have you play the games based on your schedule. And you should, as a team, have the depth in your roster to play those set games. And if you lose, you lose. And you win, you win. You win some, you lose some, and you move forward. And every team's having to do this. But the teams that are in Champions League and dealing with the um, Premier League schedule, they're having a, a little bit more rough time than the rest of the league. And uh, kudos for uh, for Tottenham for taking advantage of that. Kudos for uh, Leicester for taking advantage of that. Um, but right now, uh, teams like Man City, teams like Liverpool, teams like Chelsea... Um, teams even like Man United are a little bit more roughed up than they normally would be, but you got to give it to the other teams. If you come out on the pitch and you play your players out of position because of the schedules and the depth, you came up with that game plan and you lost. Right. You win some, you lose some. At the end of the day, you should not make excuses about it. It's just part of the game. Like this week, uh, I'll give it to Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho, they're not playing in the Champions League. And he, what he did, because uh, they're playing Liverpool this week, what he did is come out and say, you know, every team has injuries. Right. You're either going to win the game or you're not going to win the game. At the end of the day, uh, I have injuries on my youth team. I have injuries on my under-21s. I have injuries on the on the main squad. So I, I have depth issues. Uh Let's look at the players that uh, Liverpool does have. And he went through a list of the players. And the only player he could come out and say that, you know, it wouldn't be, uh, that's not there that would normally be part of their starting roster right now is Van Dyke. Yeah. The rest of the people, Salah's still there. Mane's still there. Firmino is still there. Uh, Henderson is still there. Uh, so they have their depth is still there. So calling uh, Liverpool a weak team based off of their their current depth is actually false. They should win these games. They're I just mean you not. can you can call them a weak team, but if you call them a weak team then then maybe they weren't as good as we thought they were when they won the Premier League title. I mean the hardest part for uh, Mikey B and myself was to not make this episode uh, or this podcast a huge rant. But what I what I will say is um you know Chelsea just lost today. Do I Am I making excuses? No. They played. We want to be the best club. We want to be the top four team. We want to be the best in the world. The best in the world have games that they have to win. And they have to be involved in a lot of tournaments. If you can't handle the heat, you know, stay out of the kitchen, as the expression uh, goes. It's just part of the nature. For everybody who complains about... And start going into sacking and this, that, or the other. I just want to remind everybody 
as much as we love the Premier League and as much as we support the players um, who wear wear the colors and and defend our honor on the pitch, they're playing a sport, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to keep in mind that some of the 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 least paid players are making like thirty thousand dollars a week. Thirty thousand. They're getting paid more than some people's yearly salary a week to play a sport. The majority, majority of teachers. Correct. Correct. So if you don't invest your money properly or this side or the other, that's on you from a player's perspective. But let's take Chelsea, for instance. Since December 1st till today, December 15th, Chelsea's played five matches between Champions League and between the Premier League. Now, we want to be the best. So... That's part of it. We have to play Champions League games. You're supposed to win them. If you don't win them, you assess and then you move forward. In Chelsea's predicament, personally, from from Professor X's point of view, we're playing a lot of players out of position. And that is because, again, of man management. Josie Mourinho would not do what Frank Lampard's doing. Josie Mourinho's like, okay... You two are the best of this position. I'm going to play the best person. And and the other person, well, too bad. You know, if the other person gets injured or they start dipping in form, then you play. Now, Frank Lampard, for instance, is playing people in positions. He's trying to be creative. Werner is a striker. He's not a winger. For Just as an example. And other clubs are going through this. And They're and it's just part of the it's part of the season, guys. It's part of the season. And to to really make that uh, distinction is on Leipzig, Werner, at times, even though he was the striker, would roam the pitch and play in like a winger type role, and then roll back into his striker type role. But it wasn't like he started off as a winger. He right. was a striker that roams the field. Very similar to how Messi's a midfielder that roams the the, the pitch to, to sometimes look like a striker. So at the end of the day, it's, it's not the same. The The one thing I will say is whenever you're, you're talking about sacking people and uh, making these decisions, like, I'm going to be very honest, the Kai Havertz is definitely not a winger. Like, not even close to being a winger. It's just not his style. He'd be closer to a striker if he was going to be in the front three. But the the thing is, is like it's not Frank's fault that the 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 players he's choosing aren't uh, are up the snuff at this point. They're all also all meshing together, and it's the and it's the same argument that Klopp has made is you know these players aren't always constantly playing with each other, so they don't have the same chemistry. Right now, like you got to remember, it's only a few months into the chemistry that Chelsea's team has. And these are all young players. These aren't like vets like from uh, from Liverpool standpoint where they're they're veterans and they're not doing this. So look back at it. Stop calling for firing of coaches when they lost one game. It's very irritating. And if they lose two in a row, guess what? The Premier League is a long season. There's a long time to get coached. The likelihood of you getting a truly undefeated season is very, very, very unlikely. Yeah, go go ask Arsenal's Unvincibles. They like 
I think something that people don't realize with the Unvincibles is the fact that it just means that they never lost a game. It does not mean that they won every single game. They did they a just, lot of draws. They, they got draws. I mean, it is what... It, I, I, we're, we're, I, I'm speaking just because of social media. I'm speaking because of like some of the stuff that I'm reading and commenting on. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Heck, I'm sure there are people that listen to this podcast that don't agree with everything that we have to say. You're entitled to it. All that I, you know, personally would advocate is, you know, level set your expectations and not everything is crisis mode. Like, it just isn't. Like, let's go into week 12. Who kicked us off? Leeds versus West West Ham? Leeds versus West Ham. And uh, we're going to talk about Leeds versus West Ham. I'm going to say one last thing. Uh, Everybody that is coming out for 19-year-old Kai Havertz saying that, he is trash, and we should have never bought him. He was overexpensive. Guys, he is 19 years old, and last season I think he scored 20 goals. Guys, give him a chance to freaking grow on the Chelsea squad. Now we'll move on to Leeds versus West Ham. <laughs> West Ham beating Leeds 2-1. to one. I did not see it coming, but West Ham's defense does hold up. It does. Yeah, I mean, David, uh, David Moyes, he is known for setting up a gritty team. West, I mean, if you think about it, West Ham, it, it mirrors uh, that David Moyes, at least to me, their ethos, um, which it, it's just grit, work really hard, um, and do the best that you can. Uh, Leeds, again, they're that team that, you know, they're either going to go in a blaze of glory or go in a blaze of their own doing it's either it's either or with them and they take that they support bielsa that's just i mean he's gotten them there so hey zoltan zoltan all right we're moving on to wolves versus aston villa the double red card game uh aston villa beating wolves one nil uh funny enough i i i I find the red cards for this game, I understood why they, they happened, but the red cards for this game were very funny in the sense of they happened at the very end of the game, like the 89th and 90th minute. I, I want to say that, for, for, well, yeah, the red cards happened. I want to say that the, 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 the referee in charge, I don't, was it Clattenburg? I can't remember. I'm trying to see who the referee was. Um, but I think he went over the 300 mark when it comes to yellow cards issued. That game was riddled with yellow cards. It was a hot mess. I got to give it to Aston Villa for pulling it out. Like that team is doing very like they're they're hot and cold, but they yeah. they when they have Ross Barkley and Grealish on the field, they do very well. They do very well. But we'll move on to Newcastle versus West Brom. Uh, Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. West Brom, I I don't know if they end up staying in the Premiership this year. No. The, uh, the best thing West Brom is going to do uh, from a Chelsea perspective is just give Conor Gallagher more time to develop and get better and then come back to Chelsea. He, he was a shining spot for West Brom for the majority of that game. He was... Uh, again, uh, was it uh, Almiron scored the quickest goal of the season? Uh, I was like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Um, 
but it was West Brom's own undoing. Then West Brom, um, they they equalize, and then again they are their outcome of their own demise. Uh, Newcastle. This is one of those performances with Newcastle, which it just means that like. I, I I don't know. They like Newcastle is one of those teams. It, it's baffling to me, the fan bases that they have, and just the fact that they are just historically un. They're just not successful. They're not successful. The next game I actually found very funny, and the only reason I found it funny was because, um, to to be honest, like I didn't expect Man uh, Man United to hold. Uh, Man City to a zero zero. They drew, but I didn't expect it. Yeah, I mean this again. This uh, Man City, Man United zero zero snooze fest zero zero snooze fest. But still, like Man United to hold. This was Man City dropping points. Yeah, yeah. Like and, to be honest, like and Ollie still has still staying in his job. I got to give it to Man United to to somehow stop Man City from scoring and. Um, Pep, like, maybe he had a deal with Ollie. Hey, we won't get you sacked this week. I listen. I, it'll go. The this podcast will go on the record. Professor X will flip out. I I will I will. You know what? I'll pull a care and I'll start writing letters. If for some hell freezing over Lampard got sacked because he lost two games consecutively but Ollie still stayed in position in, in ninth yeah I'm like what is like we're still what? in third we're still in yeah third. like what is in what what are people using to level set like when when Frank win apparently when Frank wins sorry guys but I gotta get this on my chest when Frank wins it's his it's his doing when Ollie when, when Frank loses apparently it's his fault when Ollie wins he, like people may give him the credit, but it has nothing no, to do with it's all their players. It's, yeah, it, legitimately, their players they do have decent <laughs> enough players to win games. That so. team has no guidance whatsoever. That team is basically just doing whatever they want to do, and the outcomes reflect on them. Like I wish it was like love- Jose telling Tottenham. Remember Jose saying, uh, "I told Tottenham." I told the players to uh, do this, and uh, they did the exact opposite of what I, I said. My favorite was they asked uh, Neville and Keane, "Is Ollie the manager that should be at United?" And y'all are y'all fully supporting? And Keane just like stuttered and like goes, "Nobody believes." He goes, he goes, he goes. I, I guess I have to say yes, or they won't invite me back to the club. Yeah, like like nobody believes that this man should be at the helm. I just I think they're in their mindset. They're like oh, just the apparently the the badge and the crest alone is going to spur us forward. It doesn't make any like what I'm interested about Manchester United is they want to see how quick they okay, they want to be Liverpool. Back when 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 Fergie was was bringing Manchester United up Liverpool was just like, you know, see us when you've won 17, 18. And Manchester United, they clearly did that. They surpassed Liverpool with Premier League title wins. And just like Liverpool, they are go they, they are seeing how quickly they can tarnish 
their accolades. And I mean, guess what? Liverpool, when they did their damage, they did it in a non-hyper-saturated social media. Everything's at a click of your of a button. That like when Liverpool, Manchester United is doing it in the worst time possible because again, there are people, there are children watching Manchester United that have no idea of how grand their team used to be. Now we'll move on to the the loss, Everton uh, beating Chelsea 1-0. Good game. Uh, Across the board, both teams played very well. Uh, Chelsea brought their, I would actually say their B game, and Everton brought their A game, and they had our number. So congrats, uh, Everton, on that win. Moving on to Southampton versus Sheffield. Southampton, Danny Ings, dude. If you got Danny Ings on the pitch for Southampton, they will score 3-0, uh, Southampton winning that game. Spectacular. The one I did not expect was the 1-1 Crystal Palace versus Tottenham. And the reason why you didn't suspect that is because, just like Jose Mourinho said, he told the players to do one thing, and the team decided to do something completely the opposite. opposite. <laughs> like, love it or hate the man. Love or hate the man. That man is not going... That man will not go go out for anybody. He is not taking the bullet for nobody. He has been on in this game for way too long. He even he, had a conver- he said he had a conversation <laughs> at halftime. They just decided not to do it. Yeah, there's like, no, we decided not to follow his guidance and uh, they clearly paid the price. This is going to happen. You gotta love Tottenham, man. You gotta love Jose. Yeah. I mean, December um, and January is that time period for the top teams. Funny enough, Fulham versus Liverpool, 1-1. Did not expect that either. I mean, I, you know, put in whatever, whatever. Liverpool two, three seasons ago, you know, Liverpool three seasons ago. I told you they drew against Fulham. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. But again, best team ever because of the they're the great because. Barcelona decided to choke in the Champions League and then the Premier League was the weakest it's ever been. Liverpool was put up to this grandiose stature and now all of a sudden we're surprised Fulham Liverpool. Not I, said Professor X. Not I. I will give it to uh, Leicester. Leicester beating Brighton. They should beat Brighton. It's 3-0. The Leicester actually is the only team this week that did what they, what were, they were supposed, supposed to. to do. I agree. I agree. And you know what? Arsenal? God. Thank you. Thank you because... You're 15th. I mean, even though Everton is a team that has Chelsea's number, every team has that team. Everton is one of those teams for Chelsea. Arsenal losing to Burnley just... It numbed the pain you know just a great? little bit. You know what's great, though? What? About this game? Aubameyang did get his uh, he got rid of his goal drought because he scored an own goal. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently Aubameyang was really feeling the pressure. Uh, Willon was probably like, "Listen, dude, okay, I've done this before, so I I play really well, I get my contract, and then I disappear." But you you gotta score, you gotta get, you gotta do something productive, and Aubameyang's like, "Okay, I got you." Let me score a goal against my team. But karma. All I have to say is in sports sometimes, it's not about statistics. It's not about strategy. It's not about 
Sometimes, Sometimes it's about just, being the special one. It's, it's karma and heart. Karma and heart. And in this case, I believe Arsenal as a franchise has, during COVID, has chalked up so many bad karma points that it is... Firing your mascot, the dinosaur. Yes. Basically treating Muzit Ozil like a piece of trash. Like an even unwanted child. That guy's a national treasure in Germany. You ruined him. Yeah. But we might get to see more of that. And this is where we go into week 13. <laughs> week 13, again, Wolves, congrats. You beat us today. You had a very good game. Um, Traore, I don't know what position you play for the Wolves because legitimately you do not play in a position. It's confusing as crap to watch. <laughs> I didn't know if you were playing as a wing back or a winger. I did not know if you were playing a midfielder or a striker. You're a ridiculous player. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's there's a reason why Spain's not playing you. I, I think you're a I, genetic yeah. freak. You're a genetic freak. <laughs> but, dude, pick a position and only play that position. Like, I, like as a... As a, as a member uh, or as a, as a supporter of La Furia, the Spanish national team and a fan of, of Adama Traore, I, I got it. I'm on that train still. I'm, I'm still championing. I, I, I don't believe that we should just, you know, basically be like Philadelphia fans, which just turn on their team or, or their players. But I do have some question marks. I don't like when it comes to what position he's playing. Like to me, that I'm like he I should point be, that to the manager because I'm like, well, what kind of guidance are you? He should be a right back. To be honest, he the the position that I've seen him played best at is right back. He is kind of like a stronger version of Reese James uh, with his body type. He should be a right back. That should be his position. If I was a manager, that's where I'd put him. You could make an argument that he could be a um, a winger, but in all honesty, a wingback would be much better for him across the board. But we'll jump in to the Man City versus West Brom draw today. What is happening with our tops, like the top teams in the Premier League that are normally at the top of the table? Man City, you're not you're not dropping major points, but you did drop points against West Brom, a team that just got whomped by another mid-table team. I, I don't understand it. Man City Pep, I get it. Uh, just like Chelsea, just like Liverpool, just like Man United, we're all playing um, very intense schedules. But man, that sucks to, lose, to, to draw with West Brom today. Uh, it, yeah. I, I will give it to my German brother Gundogan to uh, to score for Man City though today. Yeah, I mean, you know, Man City. This game was the the case of Man City scoring on itself, uh, <laughs> own goal, uh, and then the the goal by, uh, the the goal by Gundogan. Like West Brom again, it's. it's <sighs> what? I, I don't. The thing with Man City, the problem with Man City is. It's not. It hasn't come out of nowhere. Like we saw some of their decline at the start of Project Restart. We saw that they were dipping in form, and then this season, but there is more of the same. They have the same players. They have talent. Exactly. They, they have, have the same players. What what player is missing from their from their squad? 
Let's like they have injuries. Everybody has injuries. Like we have injuries. Liverpool has injuries. Man City, have, but you still have like crazy depth. You also have Kevin De Bruyne, arguably right now the best midfielder in the entire Premier League. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't uh, disagree with that. I, I, but I get, I don't think it's the fixture list is the problem. Like I, I don't think that that's it. I, I don't know if it's um, is they not motivated. Because they didn't win the Premier League last year, they're just not motivated. What I would ha- see that's where the the conversation in my head goes into. It does go towards motivation, but I think it comes down to like the difference between Chelsea right now and Man City, right? Like Man City won back to back Premier League titles, you know, within the last three seasons. And that's virtually the same team. So, like, for them, the only, in all honesty, the only aspiration, like, genuine aspiration of something they have not won that they've been coveting is Champions League, you know? And, again, I think Man City and Chelsea, due to due to um, the events that have happened during uh, acquisitions, managers, all that stuff... Um, we we follow a similar trajectory, so I feel like from a, a Chelsea perspective to Man City fans, like I get it, it hurt. Like I, I you're like, oh, I want Champions League, I want Champions League. Maybe I think maybe that's what's going on. They have no like, I'm not seeing it in Champions League for them this year. Oh no, 100. percent It's not it's not going to happen. But to me, from Pep Guardiola's standpoint, then is you know, what are you doing? Or what can you do, really, for players that have won a lot? That are these high-profile players. They're bringing in Messi. They're bringing in Messi next year. They, that's, that's not gonna. That's, but that's but that's what they think is gonna put them. But again, Messi is a midfielder. You know who also is a midfielder? Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Were they getting rid of Kevin De Bruyne? Maybe all of this has to happen. Maybe all of this. No way. But maybe all of this has to happen just so that the haters out there. The, the the Liverpool FCs, the Arsenals, the Manchester Uniteds, the ones that are hating on City and on Chelsea, or anybody in general that says, oh, they only won because they have money. Look at what's happening right now. You have teams that have spent lots of money, have purchased these players, just because just because somebody was expensive, just because they are talented. Does that actually correlate towards an automatic victory? Does the propensity, does the probability of you having overall success increase? Yes, it does, but it is not a guarantee. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think, if you think that having top players is a guarantee that is going to win, talk to the Galacticos. Talk to teams time and time again the thought that the recipe is just putting talent together and not doing anything with them that's that's why again in our and Mikey B and, my, and Professor X point of view what Chelsea's trying to do under Lampard is trying to galvanize that team together they haven't had a full season yet together uh they have talent we've seen it and they're young. Look at where our, our position is on the table. It's not like we're in 15th like some other players. Hey, we're working in. I, I just like of, how like speaking it's of, like a double standard. Speaking like, of 15th though, speaking of 15th, <laughs> could get worse tomorrow. They're playing my boy Danny Ings tomorrow. 
The, 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 actually, the lineup for games tomorrow, uh, guys, is Arsenal versus Southampton, Leicester City versus Everton, Leeds United versus Newcastle, Fulham versus Brighton, Liverpool versus Tottenham, and West Ham versus Crystal Palace. That Those games are... It's a stacked uh, yeah. day of games. Like, the Liverpool versus Tottenham should be pretty decent. Uh, Leicester versus Everton should be a really good game. Uh, yeah. And watching Arsenal hopefully lose to Southampton will be very entertaining. Yeah. Like, if I if I had to, if I had to say, I think Leicester-Everton, it, it ends in a draw. Score draw. Not a goalless draw, but it ends in a draw. Leeds beats Newcastle. Arsenal... Arsenal, I'm going to go out and say it. Arsenal gets spanked by Southampton. I, I think uh, they're, they're on a decline, and I don't think they have the mental fortitude. Do I not have... Oh. This, is, this is week 14 that's happening this weekend that starts on Saturday. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to tell Saturday you guys, ma- I'm Saturday tell you, matches, it's yeah. not going to get easier for Arsenal. If they lose to Southampton, they play Everton next game. I promise you, if they cannot beat Southampton, they have zero to no chance beating Everton. I don't think they have a strong mental team, so I'm thinking this is just back to back. It's it's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly, and unfortunately, I don't believe that Arteta should get sacked, but it could possibly lead to Arteta getting sacked. Also, keep playing the way you're playing. You play Chelsea on uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas. I promise you. Boxing Day. I promise you guys. Chelsea beats Arsenal on December 26th. That'll be massive amount of posts from Mikey B. <laughs> massive amount of posts. Yeah. With and that then, said, guys, oof. we're coming to the end of the episode. Please stop saying you're going to sack your managers. Arsenal, their Pochettino's still out there. Say no to sacking. <laughs> I will say that you could go spend money on Pochettino. I don't know if Ponchettino takes that job. I wouldn't take that job if I was Ponchettino. I would wait for Man United before I'd wait go to Arsenal. I, that's just the truth. Just because I think at least Man United might spend some money. Might. Arsenal is not. See, but Ar- here's the thing. Before we end, though. If I'm Ponchettino, and this is, this is, why, this is why I don't believe Arteta will get sacked. Arteta has components. Arsenal, they have components. Now, did they loan out some players that they should have kept? Yes, they should have. Like getting rid of Leno, getting rid of Leno made no sense. It made no sense. But that's what like Arsenal's downfall is the same as Tottenham's, which is caring more about your books than you do about success, right? Like treating it like a business and making sure that you're always profitable instead of taking a risk and gambling on the stock market this is what what happened punch i think if he looks at manchester united and looks at arsenal i actually think punch would go to arsenal because he has more components at arsenal than he does at manchester united manchester united just have a name that's it Arsenal has more components. I think that's why people are being critical of Arteta <laughs> is because is because of the fact that Arsenal do have more components there. They're just apparently not firing. But to me, this is just Arsenal being Arsenal. I, I don't know. Like, managers come and managers go. But it's that 
Are they staying consistent? I'm telling you right now. David Luiz and Willon love them to death as Chelsea players, but they could disappear from games. They could literally disappear from games and out of games um, and then be brilliant again. That's what you decided to buy. Like, hey. With that said, guys, and Frank, we trust. And again, Frank, <laughs> we really we trust you And guys. Frank, we trust. And for me, I'm, I'm changing my moniker right now. Arsenal relegation 2020. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. <laughs>